Good morning and welcome to the DIP, your daily inspirational podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Pete, and today's episode is brought to you by Hot Sauce. Feel the burn, baby. I want to share with you one simple thing that I learned a very long time ago from my mentors, and it's this, that you must learn to control your emotional state. If you don't, then it will control you. And as a consequence, you're never going to get where you want to be in life. But you have to know this first, that all of us, all of our behaviors are driven by emotions. We are meant to just feel. You know, somebody asked me, what do you think the purpose of life is? I said, as far as I can tell, it's to feel. And yeah, I want to feel everything. Now, certainly I really enjoy, I hope you do too, feeling triumphant, feeling happy, feeling love. These are all great emotions to feel, but unfortunately at times you're going to have to feel other emotions as well, like grief, loss, sorrow, pain, frustration, depression. They're all part of what make us human. So emotions are really the key to our lives. All of our behavior is based on emotion. And therefore, at any one moment in time, how you're feeling emotionally is referred to as your emotional state. Now, if you can't control that state appropriately, then your behavior is going to be a reflection of that state. And that could either leave you in a place where you've lost favor with somebody or your behavior affects the outcome of a specific situation. Let me give you an example of this. Yesterday afternoon, I watched the Masters golf tournament, and I saw Tiger Woods win his fifth green jacket, which was really cool. I mean, really cool, because I love golf, and I love the story of Tiger Woods. But interestingly, with about three or four holes to go, there were at least six guys who could have won that tournament. They were within just one stroke of each other. And I I turned to my wife, I said, hey, this is going to be awesome. This could be one heck of a a final where I expected there'd be two or three guys at least that would go into a a playoff round. So we sat, we watched her for a while, and I said to her, you know what, though? I got to give the nod to Tiger Woods because one way or another, that guy always seems to be able to figure out how to control his emotional state on the biggest stage. And as the tournament continued hole by hole, All of the big guns were falling to the wayside. They were in the water. They were double bogeying. They were off the trees. And these are are golfers who are the best at what they do. They are the top of the tops. And at any moment in time, they could win the tournament. But the difference maker on that particular day was that Tiger Woods was able to control his emotional state, not to get too high and not to get too low, just to stick to what he's doing and stay focused on what he's doing in that moment. Not thinking about the next hole, not thinking about the last hole, just thinking about what I can do right now in this moment. And of course, as it uh, normally is with his earliest career, he wins. Man, was I excited. That was one of the coolest things I'd seen. But just as I say this, right, let me give you another quick scenario. I'm watching the uh, Boston Bruins in the first round of the playoffs. Um, they're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I pretty much watch every hockey game that's out there. When playoff hockey hits, wow, I'm really excited because I love, love, love me some hockey. 
Anyway, so the Boston Bruins had lost game one in the Boston Garden, and now they're playing game two. This is the first round, if I didn't mention this already. And uh, one of the Bruins players, his name is DeBrusque. He's going up consistently all game long with a maple leaf known as Kadri. And they're battling it out, you know, for three periods. And late in the third period, Kadri does the unthinkable. He's so emotionally upset. He's experiencing so much anger and frustration that he takes his stick with both hands and cross-checks DeBrusque in the head, knocking him down and damn near knocking him out. Of course, he gets a five-minute major penalty and the Bruins score again, ice the game, it's over. But even beyond that game, because the Bruins were kicking the beans out of him anyway, I want you to think of this, right? This guy, last year when he played the Bruins in the similar situation, did something also that was out of appropriate character, but in concert with his emotional state. And he, again, created a, a, a dangerous situation where he hit one of the Bruins players in the head and he was ejected. He also got a three-game suspension. And as a consequence, his team lost the entire series. Now think about it. There are other reasons why they lost. But when you're not there to support your team because you made a stupid decision based on your emotional state, you basically let everyone down. And I can honestly tell you that personally, I've been on both sides of the two scenarios that I gave to you. And I bet you have too. But if you can't learn to control your emotional state, then it will control you, as I previously mentioned, and it's going to be painful as a consequence. I hope that you remember this, that as a human, you're supposed to feel a myriad of emotions. That's what makes life what it is. That's why making love feels incredible. That's why an amazing dinner feels awesome. Yet equally emotionally draining is losing a a loved one or even a family pet. I don't know. I don't want to jinx anybody out there, but it's like, wow, when you lose something and you have loss, it's very painful. And man, does it hurt. But in those moments with all that pain, one must be really careful how you behave and ask yourself, how long do I want to feel this way? It's appropriate for you to feel all these feelings, by the way. I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't feel all these different types of emotions. You should. But you should also ask yourself, how long do I want to feel this? And will this emotional state control me for better or for worse? It's always going to be up to you. Not that long ago, one of my friends, a patient of mine, she came in and she said, I wanted to share something with you, doc. I'm like, sure, what's going on? She said, I read a book called No Mud, No Lotus, and I want to share it with you. Maybe you want to read it. So I did. And I have to tell you, it was an amazing read. And it reminded me of something really important. And I want to tell you what that is. So no mud, no lotus means this, that a lotus flower that sits on the top of the water, like in a pond, it literally grows from the mud below the bottom of of the water. And that mud is very smelly and disgusting. So from that, which is gross and disgusting, comes that which is very beautiful. And then within a period of time, the flower that grew from the mud, the lotus, it dies, which then returns to the mud only to grow again. And what that means, and which I hope you get from this, is that in our lifetimes, we're going to feel the warmth of the sun on our face. And tomorrow we might feel the sting of the rain. In other words, 
there's always going to be an up and down in your life. And for every down, the deeper you go into the down, when you return into the light, it is the brightest, warmest sun ever. So I want you to realize that in your lifetime, when things are getting really difficult and you begin to struggle, please don't look at that like the universe is trying to pound you into sand. It's just a process of experiencing emotions and trying to become better at handling your emotional state. It's incredibly important that you recognize that in order to grow, you must go through pain. That comes in a marriage, it comes in your physical health, comes in your emotional health. There is going to be pain in your life. Embrace it when it comes. I'm not saying you're going to like it, but change your emotional state when you feel the pain and remind yourself that it's necessary, that it's important for you to go through this so that as you grow and, and, and move throughout these different stages in your life, you become very strong in your emotional system and you gain wisdom during these times. And then you impart that wisdom on someone else who needs it. And then in essence, we use our emotions to help others. And that's really, really going to be the key in life is to just get out there, control your emotional state, make yourself happy, and then influence other people around you. All right, that's what I got for you today. I hope you can understand that your emotions are always your best friend. Even when they're negative, they're there to boost you up, build you up, and make it that much better at being who you are. I said to my friend the other day, Dr. Scott Fuller, I want to say a quick hello to him. I said, Scott, I'd rather be 100% of myself than 10% of somebody I emulate. I don't have a problem being me, and I hope you don't have a problem being you. I want to say hi to a friend of mine who left Massachusetts, where I live, and is now living in Hawaii. Her name is Sammy. She's a very, very wonderful young woman, and really, I've had a great time getting to know her. So, Sammy, if you're listening today, my hat's off to you. I miss you. I love you. And I shall see you soon when you return to Boston. Okay, you guys, have yourself a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow on the DIP. This is Dr. P. I'm out.